Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're joined today by Jonathan Smoke, the Chief Economist for Realtor.com, who's calling in live from the Inman Connect Conference in New York City. Since our last interview with Jonathan, Realtor.com has released both the December 2014 monthly housing inventory data and 2015 housing forecast reports, and we're going to discuss these today as well as get some insight into the experience he's having so far at the conference. Now, let's welcome Jonathan to the call as we join our host, Tim Harris. So, just uh, so excited to have Jonathan back on the radio show, one of my favorite uh, returning guests, and especially since he is reporting with quotes around it live from Inman Connect in New York City. So, Jonathan, thank you very much. I look forward to hearing your feedback on the conference, of course, but also really diving into the numbers of the report that you just released. Thanks, Tim. As always, happy to be here. I think, Jonathan, you've been the lucky charm for the uh, radio show because every time we have you back, within 30 days or so, we have a surge in listenership. And uh, just this month, I think maybe in anticipation of your show, today we're going to officially go well over 100,000 listeners for the first time ever. So uh, indirectly, I thank you for that, (laughs) whatever it is you're bringing. (laughs) You know, statisticians like to point out that correlation does not mean causation. So, uh, you know. But I'll, t- I'll take that compliment. I'm not quite sure what you just said. Probably it was some economist thing that I'll have to study later. But so <laughs> with, with that in mind, let's talk about you're attending this year's conference um, in the official, as an official representative of Realtor.com, and you'll be obviously speaking at the conference. You and I were talking prior to the start of the show today uh, that Rupert Murdoch was there, that the, uh, there's an energy that is obvious at the event, I've been watching the videos. I've been, you know, talking with all my friends there. But there's a video, there's an energy there that maybe hasn't been there forever because people are so excited about a Rupert Murdoch, but b also what your parent company, Move.com, is doing now uh, with regards to Realtor.com. Any stories or experiences you can relate to? Uh, sure. Yeah, it's it's been uh, a great vibe, uh, and today has been over the top uh, because of. Rupert being the keynote address this morning, uh, there was quite—I mean, it was just uh, the the energy on the floor was was fantastic. Uh, of course, I don't know again as a boring economist to say if that's a perfect indicator of optimism because these conferences uh, are you know part technology, part networking, part personal development, and you know, realtors—it's not like they're naturally negative and unpleasant to be around. So uh, you know, I, I think. I wasn't here in the worst of days, but I have a feeling even then it was probably exciting. But uh, there's no doubt. I think there's – I would describe the vibe uh, when, when uh, Rupert Murdoch's – well, there's a lot of anticipation. Uh, Twitter just about lit up, um, and uh, I would say people were just, were overwhelmingly uh, enthused by what, what he had to say and to – you know, explain why he was so interested in, in uh, the housing market and why – uh, News Corp made the move to purchase Move, and why they believe in real estate, and his own personal views, and and it just it it connected with the people in the audience. Um, and in fact, I I thought 
Richard Smith, uh, the CEO of Realogy, who who uh, also spoke this morning, uh, said uh, said it best um, that he thinks it's great to see smart people investing big capital uh, in the industry. Um, so people really think that that's a sign that uh, you know our time has truly yet to come, and with all of these big things going on, um, it will make it even better for all of us that are in it. Well, I think Mr. Murdoch even said that. He, saw, he thought that the sort of the digital age of real estate is yet to come, and he saw it as a huge opportunity, and that was really exciting. You know, the other thing I thought was really interesting that he said, and I hadn't read this anywhere else, I'm sure Inman will be writing stories on this, is he had said he'd, took, he'd take a serious, taken a serious look at buying either Truly or Zillow uh, and Move. So he, was consider- he wanted in the space, and he was just looking to see what his different options were. I hadn't read that or heard that from any other place that he'd actually considered Zillow or Trulia. And I love the fact that you know, he chose, obviously, Move because of the relationship with Realtor.com you know, and National Association of Realtors. And then he really kind of you know, drilled down on one of the best USPs of Realtor.com, being that the information is the best that there is out there as far as housing data. So putting all those pieces together, I think, was very fascinating. And uh, were you surprised how personally involved he seemed to be uh, his, he, it was, he wasn't just giving talking points. He was like showing that he was actually personally involved in the acquisition process. Did that surprise you? Um, you know, I, 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 not at all because I've read a bit about him, but I think two months ago um, I would have been totally shocked by it uh, because he's, this, is, this is personal to him, meaning he cares about real estate. I thought it was a perfect move uh, that at, he did his little keynote, and then Brad did um, a kind of back-and-forth interview with him. And then he invited out his realtor, um, Dolly, Dolly. Lenz, uh, to join in the discussion. Um, and so through that effort, he basically showed uh, you know, how personal it is um, to, to be involved in real estate. And how, how he talked about his home, home buying process and how deeply focused he is on real estate. Um, and it just completely made me proud to be part of the team. If your listeners want, are on Twitter, I suggest uh, looking up the hashtag ICNY to see what um, people were saying this morning. Uh, the, there were two things that he said that absolutely just lit up uh, Twitter, at least in our real estate galaxy part of the universe. Um, uh, the first one was, there is no digital substitution for the human touch. Uh, yep. And I, and I he absolutely believes that um, and the centrality role of, of the realtor, the agent, um, to be in the middle of the process, and we're not trying to create some technology that is going to eliminate that. Um, and then, of course, the funniest was when when he was asked by Brad, is Realtor.com the right name? He said, <laughs> I think so, but, and what the hell does Zillow mean? <laughs> and the crowd went nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched that. Yeah, so anyone who wants to actually watch um, the uh, what we're talking about, you can go on Inman.com, and, and uh, Brad's actually got a – you can watch the whole recast the entire day right there on your you know, your iPhone or whatnot, so that's pretty cool. Well, so let's start. Any other I – mean, before we move on to the numbers and the, and the specifics from your report, were there any other interesting currents that you picked up on, any other things that you saw that you thought, well, that's kind of interesting, that might be something – that would be no uh, newsworthy that's emerging technology or any kind of just anything at all that really struck you as interesting out of the ordinary 
Yeah, uh, yesterday, the, the, the way they do these conferences, Inman is always focused on, on having um, quite a bit of, of uh, attention to new technology startups and what they refer to as new kids on the block. Um, and so a lot of yesterday was focused way more on technology. I think the word that got repeated more and more was the usual disruption and, and innovation. Uh, there's an article on Inman now on the 11 companies that they selected as new kids on the block. And what struck me, I would say that there was nothing um, in that that I thought was, um, you know, just like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe that's happening. It was that if you read through what the new companies are all focused on today, it's far more about agent productivity. Um, so it's tools, it's, it's CRM enhancements, uh, it's things that help. Uh, make the agent more productive rather than trying to eliminate the agent. Uh, I would say it, it's far less about creating leads and it's far more about being effective. And in terms of technology trends, the two things that seemed to jump out to me the most were the use of video um, and how impactful video is uh, to the consumer experience. Uh, and then, of course, the whole migration was with mobile um, and in fact, even Rupert Murdoch talked about mobile being the most important trend uh, in tech in technology today. Yeah. So, any of you out there listening or have a technology startup, the trend is no longer about disrupting the realtor. The t I got criticized for saying realtor wrong, so I got to work on that. The technology that's being evolved, the technologies that are actually working, are the ones that are enhancing the realtor, not looking to replace the realtor. Something that's helping agents become more efficient, servicing their clients. Uh, not something that's going to, you know, basically uh, do anything counter to what the agent's trying to get done. So, you know, all you technology startups out there, just keep that in mind. That seems to be the direction that, um, frankly, the money's flowing. So, if you're looking for investment capital, that seems to be where folks are investing. And it takes me back to a uh, the interview we did with Dale, the CEO of National Association of Realtors. And, you know, I, he said, we like competition. We like the fact that there's more and more people that are getting into the industry trying to service the needs of realtors because it makes the industry on a, on a, as, as a whole better. And I think that's true. And we're going to see the best uh, benefits of that over the next seven to ten years during this new real estate cycle, which uh, we're calling a real estate boom. So that's, I think, a good jumping off point. Let's talk about your December 2014 monthly housing inventory data report and your forecast. All right. All right. Anything? So let, you were presenting at Inman, weren't you? By the way, personally. Yeah. And in fact, your listeners can see it live stream tomorrow morning. I'll be on a panel at 9:45 along with uh, my counterparts at Zillow, Trulia, and Redfin. Um, so it'll, okay. it'll probably be entertaining. Do you probably be entertaining? Oh boy. Do you anticipate you? What, what, there's going to be some dissension in the ranks amongst the economists. Is that what you're suggesting? Oh, I, I, you know, they're encouraging banter. It's really the first time that all four of us have been together uh, on a on a panel. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Competitive economists. You know, I'm definitely going to have to tune in for, into that for sure. So uh, now the 2015 report was subtitled "Stage Set for the Return of the First Time Home Buyers." Can you tell us what that means? Yes, absolutely. So you know, we've. On our last several calls, we've talked about how 2014 was going, and now that we can close the book on 2014, uh, we can describe it as a very good year. Um, healthy, normal sales were up 3% year over year. That's what I like to emphasize. Uh, if you look at total transactions, they were actually down 3%. 
but um, all of the decline year-over-year year were in foreclosures and short sales. Um, so when you take the distress out, actually healthy sales were up um, 3%. Prices were up uh, 6% on average, um, but the one glaring weakness when you, you took a look at, at the year and actually for the last several years uh, was in the lacking presence of first-time buyers, um, and that's a scenario that is, of course, holding back the volume of transactions uh, and I would argue is not healthy uh, for the overall real estate ecosystem. Uh, a lot of things contributed to that problem, uh, tough credit standards, economy not strong for long enough, um, and we think that, that we are on the precipice of that changing. And much of the growth we expect this year, in fact, will be from the first-time buyer segment uh, finally growing and uh, getting back to its more normal level of representing about 40% of the transactions. That's exciting. So let's talk about your four predictions for 2015. Well, I think a lot of it will resonate with, with themes that we've talked about uh, in the past. Uh, so a key part of that uh, is that the millennials will really uh, be at the point that they're uh, stepping up and getting active in the housing market. Um, and that's that's part um, economics uh, because their circumstances have changed as the economy has has, has uh, improved. Um, you know, it, it might have been accurate in 2011, 2012 to say that uh, they were vastly unemployed, uh, staying in school, or or just uh, hanging out with mom and dad. Uh, that's that's changed pretty dramatically, and millennials should be driving about two thirds of the household formations that the country sees. Uh, over the next five years at, at least, and as a result of that, more and more of them uh, will be entering uh, the housing market. Um, on on that trend, um, as well as just the continued strength um, uh, that we're seeing across the board, uh, we believe that home sales, existing home sales, will increase 8%, um, which is going to make the growth uh, from an annual perspective very similar to the growth that we saw uh, once we got off the bottom in 2011 and entered 2012. But the huge difference is that the, almost all of these sales are going to be healthy sales, uh, whereas back in 2012, a lot of that was about uh, clearing out uh, the foreclosures and the distress on the market. Uh, we see home prices continuing to gain, but gaining at a, a bit more moderated and closer to normal pace of 4 to 5% up. Um, we also think this is the year that mortgage rates uh, will continue to rise. And, and part of our forecast on that front was saying that we think they could reach 5% by the end of the year. And uh, a lot of uh, probably consumers uh, and the industry would kind of say, really, do you feel that way since we've seen uh, the opposite happen over the last couple of months? And, and I do really believe that we're going to see mortgage rates uh, moving up. Uh, it's probably going to be a volatile year with rates moving up and down depending on what the Fed is doing. Um, and because of prices and, and rates going up, uh, there is no question that affordability is going to decrease. Uh, and that's why it is truly one of those times that you can say it's absolutely a great time to buy because we know in a year uh, that that purchase is going to be more expensive. One of the biggest complaints um, that we're hearing from all of our thousands of students, and we're, you read this on CNBC and other news outlets are reporting the same thing. You know, NAR just came out, well, I mean, you'd know more than anybody, about the decrease in home sales. I think it was down 3.2% pending contracts. 
And, you know, everyone's going to say the usual things. I'm sure it has to do with, hey, guess what? It was the cold winter, and, you know, that was the – it's seasonal. I mean, those are going to be the reasons that they'll blame in another 60 days as home sales inevitably return. But the thing that's interesting, and and Jonathan just talked about this, guys, is the lack of first-time home buyer homes – in other words, stuff that's available for guys, to, you know, buyers to buy, that's going to start uh, coming on the market again because what we've been waiting for are a lot of the people that have been underwater on their rental properties or underwater or just near equity on their, you know, whatever house that they want to sell that is a perfect uh, home for that prospective first-time buyer. Those are going to start coming for sale as people have equity again and can sell. So, you know, the freeing up of inventory and seeing an increase in inventory. Jonathan, do you have any opinion on that? Have you guys studied that? Uh, absolutely. And in fact, I think that decline we, we heard about in pending home sales uh, this morning was far more of a supply issue uh, than just mm-hmm. about anything else. Uh, because in our December inventory numbers and the numbers uh, that, that also the National Association of Realtors reported last week as part of existing home sales, inventory declined in December. Uh, it's, it was the first time uh, in uh, the year that we saw inventories actually decline. Uh, and that's not a recipe that sets us up for growth next year because we already had uh, supply, uh, tight supply conditions. And we're now, we're now um, surveying consumers uh, actively uh, every day uh, on Realtor.com. Uh, and the data so far in December and January are pointing to uh, the number one thing that, that potential buyers are complaining about is they can't find a home uh, that, uh, that, that fits their needs. Um, so we definitely have an inventory problem, but the, the good side of that coin, of course, is hopefully we can influence that uh, or, or your listeners uh, can help us um, by encouraging those clients to list. Uh, because I personally think that a lot of what has limited the inventory uh, over the past year especially has been, if you do the math, a large number of today's homeowners with a mortgage uh, probably feel like they wouldn't qualify for a new mortgage. Um, hmm. And, of course, with many of the changes that were happening towards the end of 2014 uh, with Fannie and, and Freddie uh, clarifying the uh, standards uh, related to the qualified mortgage uh, program, and also with FHA lowering fees and new down payment programs coming out, uh, basically that situation should be changing dramatically. And and if people are remotely interested uh, in trying to trade up uh, or downsize or whatever it might be, uh, it's not only a perfect time to buy, it's a perfect time to list uh, because while we're seeing inventories decline, of course, we're seeing prices go up. Uh, and we're also seeing the age of inventory uh, continue to, to decline. Um, so I want to see I want to see the scenario where inventories are growing and we're continuing to see age of inventory decline and prices go up. Uh, and in fact, we highlighted in our monthly report there there are a few markets where that condition um, does seem to be emerging, uh, and it's a pretty eclectic mix of markets. And that gives me courage that we'll see more and more of those uh, happening across the country as the year progresses. Well, this housing recovery, it's becoming less and less of a housing recovery haves and have-nots. That's what's kind of nice to see I, from having read your report studying other things. It's less bifurcated than it was, say, a year ago. So that's kind of nice. It's almost like, well, certainly there's markets that are just sort of stuck in the past as far as the recession and maybe never will recover. That happens. But for the most part, well, you know, you've been tracking a city-by-city data. I don't know if that was one of our questions today, but any notables that stick out to you as far as 
housing markets that are doing exceptionally well? Or has it changed since the last month that we talked about this? Um, it, it hasn't changed dramatically, although that inventory uh, scenario has been the one uh, data point that surprised me. Uh, and that was pretty pretty widespread in order for the national number to actually decline. Um, and so you've got markets like uh, Pittsburgh, uh, a couple of markets in Florida, Jacksonville and Tampa, which of course have not been markets that people have been talking positively about for a long time. Uh, Virginia Beach and Virginia Providence in, in Rhode Island. Um, so it is, a, it is an eclectic mix and it's not the Oh, let's all talk just about Texas all the time. Uh, we're seeing we're seeing good things happen in many parts of the country, and while I am concerned about the supply piece, every other part of the dynamic points to the fact that demand is building. Um, so it's indeed we have a lack of supply problem, uh, which if you're going to have a if you're going to have a single problem, that's a good one to have. Well, so you also mentioned in your report boomerang buyers or, you know, back-in-the-market type buyers. Share with the listeners a little bit about that. Those aren't familiar with that term. Yeah, so I, I wish they would have called them rebound buyers <laughs> rather than boomerang because I keep thinking of people who move to Florida and then decide it's too far away from where they lived before and go halfway back. Um, or Australia. But, yeah, <laughs> yes, or <laughs> Australia. Um, so boomerang buyers are basically – uh, the description that the press and, and people in the industry are giving to folks uh, that basically uh, suffered in the foreclosure crisis and either lost their home through foreclosure uh, or had to do a short sale, and basically that blemish was on their credit record, uh, and they basically had to go through the period of time uh, before they could qualify for conventional mortgages again and other types of, of government-backed mortgages. And basically, a huge wave of those folks uh, that lost their homes uh, during the worst of times now have have worked off uh, their time frame on their credit records. And so there are a lot of projections that, that they will be moving or be trying to move back into the market. But, of course, that assumes they can find affordable inventory um, and, indeed, also that you know the credit access uh, improves. But hopefully we will indeed see both of those things happening. Well, as we round up today's show, I want to uh, sincerely thank um, Mojo Sells for sponsoring today's show and sponsoring a lot of our shows, actually. Mojo Sells, if you guys haven't discovered it yet, is probably, well, it's certainly one of my top three uh, must-have tools, especially for agents that are serious about becoming listing agents. Um, you, If you're at even you know, partially interested in learning how to become a listing agent, go over to mojocells.com, mojocells.com. Um, the technology that they offer, what they deliver, is it's just one of the it's one of my favorite companies uh, to speak about, and I'm very proud to have them as a sponsor for the radio show. Um, so back to Jonathan. Jonathan, as far as like the recovery, is it still on track? Are there any other are there any indicators that are worrying you about the recovery? Anything you're seeing where you're going to go, uh oh, I'm going to keep an eye on that. Um, so the one I've already shared, I was surprised that inventory started to decline in December, and I can tell you that we're watching this uh, every day, and the trend is unfortunately continuing so far in January. Uh, but I think that's that's a problem that that we can uh, we can fix and we can address. Um, and so your listeners in particular have more power to influence that than me, and and hopefully I'll be uh, in equipping them with the insights to help encourage people. Because, again, I think that many buyers and also many people who potentially would list because they want to trade up uh, are not aware that the credit conditions 
uh, are improving dramatically, and then we have this this big event that there is no question that mortgage rates will be going up. Uh, it's just a matter of exactly when and by how much. And so with a lot of confidence, we can tell the industry and consumers uh, that it will cost more in the future, uh, and that's why it's a perfect time to both buy and list. You know, it's interesting as you say that, and I definitely agree with everything you're saying. I'm thinking as the average agent listens to this, because this is an agent-centric radio show, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, we've been telling people forever that it's the best time to buy, or you have to buy now because this is around the corner and it's going to make it so that you wish you would have bought. You know, and people are, you know, agents are weary of saying that, and maybe consumers are weary of hearing that. So if you guys want to reinforce that message, why don't you go hit up Google, do your own homework. Jonathan's left with more than a few breadcrumbs to give you an idea of how to search. And just keyword search, expected 2015 uh, you know, interest rate hikes, mortgage interest rate hikes, future, whatever. Just throw in different keywords. Print off as much information as you can and have it at the ready to validate that, hey, guess what? This is, not a, uh, this is, this is really going to happen. And it's, the Fed's essentially said that it's going to happen. Everyone's expecting for it to happen. And a lot of – I remember when Julie and I sold real estate, Jonathan, you would, interest rates were at 7%. I remember this when we first started selling real estate, and everyone was celebrating. And I remember we'd have these, con- these customers, clients, that would – they were in their 60s and they were in their 70s, and they are buying their first house. This is back when we sold real estate in Ohio. And I always thought I, – I never forgot that. I mean, we were in our early you know, 20s, and I was, I was thinking to myself, these people have never been able to buy a house, and the reason they're buying now, because the interest rate's at this ridiculously low level of 7%. Well, you know, I'd taken for granted that interest rates were always going to be less than 10%, but that certainly hasn't been the case. And going forward, we're not expecting, I don't think, you know, Johnson's expecting to see rates like they were back in the, you know, double-digit, you know, 10, 15, 20% range. But even a tiny increase in uh, interest rates with the average sale price in most major markets will make it so most people, a lot of folks, are going to literally be out of the market for maybe until they're in their 60s and 70s. So that's something to keep in mind. That's no idle threat. That's just a reality. This is the difference between a lot of your your prospective uh, buyers being lifelong tenants or lifelong owners. Um, And give them the information. Let them make their own decisions. Um, So, Jonathan, anything else in particular about the housing report, anything that you can think of that we need to mention to the listeners with regards to how they can better prepare themselves the rest of the year? You sound very optimistic. I'm not hearing anything that I would be overly worried about or read in your report. Um, I'm going I'm, forward. I'm definitely optimistic. Uh, I don't think the global, um, you know, concerns in Asia and Europe are going to throw the U.S. off. Um, I, but I think these these uh, uh, challenges that we face with limited inventory um, and not being aware of what's happening in the mortgage uh, market is something that we as an industry can help address and fix. And so one of the simple pieces of advice I would say is refresh your lender and mortgage broker contacts. Um, It's Mm -hmm. likely to be a very important year uh, for being up to speed on exactly what the new programs are looking like, how they're priced in your market, and indeed how rates are trending from one one day to the next. And consumers are going to be expecting you uh, to to bring that kind of advice. Uh, we'll, We'll do our best to equip you and report it uh, you know, regularly on the sh- on the show, uh, but there's going to be nothing quite like having a local contact that you can rely on uh, for what applies specifically to your to your buyers. Um, so, listeners, there was from our friend Jonathan Smoke uh, from Realtor.com. We're going to include a link 
to um, the Inman schedule in New York if you happen to be there, so you can watch Jonathan live tomorrow morning, or you can watch him live on the streaming uh, show from that you can find on Inman.com. Uh, so listen to what this guy has to say. He's representing the company that I believe is going to be within very short while the number one portal for folks to go and look for housing data. Pay attention to the moves that Realtor.com is going to be making, guys, this year. Be part of the change. Look for all the new, innovative, creative things that News Corp is going to bring to our industry and be ahead of the curve. This is where the change is going to be happening. It's not happening outside of our industry anymore. It's happening inside of our industry. Um, and I, for one, am relieved. So, Jonathan Smoke, I want to sincerely thank you for being my co-host today. And listeners, we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.